Hi there, and welcome to another Brussels to Beijing policy podcast, where we examine how changes in regulation and rules affect commodity markets across Europe and Asia. I'm Sebastian Lewis, Platt's head of content for Greater China, and I'm joined here in our Singapore office by Mia Aureus and Michelle Zhao, both editors on our Asian coal team. Hi there. Hi, Sebastian. Hi, Sebastian, and welcome to Singapore. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, the temperature is certainly a lot nicer than Shanghai at the moment, I can tell you, so I'm very happy to be here. But anyway, back to what we want to talk about today, which is coal markets. Over the last year, China's coal markets have been full of surprises. A policy move in mid-2016 capping mine output, an equivalent of 276 days of capacity, resulted in domestic prices jumping nearly 100% in six months to reach a high of around renminbi 760, right? And that's around, you know, US, what, 110 US dollars. And that's in mid-November. But then the government relaxed these restrictions at the end of last year and prices fell. But they've still remained at elevated levels. I think they're averaging around, what, $90 this year a tonne or something? Michel and Mia, what's been going on? Well, the reversal in China's mining days policy in late 2016 had the expected impact of cooling down prices, which continued in early 2017. But the prices started to recover in around tail end of February in tandem with the return of manufacturers to work after the Lunar New Year. But that was short-lived. It fell again around end of March after domestic 5.5NR hit 6.95 RMB as quarter two is normally an off-peak season. We didn't see prices rise until early June when it bottomed 5.50 RMB and then rising now to the current level of 6.40 due to the high summer demand. So summer demands pushed up prices. Yeah, yeah and as Mia has mentioned, the Chinese government, they decided to bring back the mining days from 276 to 330 days now to risk the production. But having said that, the thing was the production was largely limited to the mines with the advanced mining capacity, which means the government, they tried to kick out the small and old mining capacities. But the bottom line for the government is they just want to ensure there will be enough supply to manage the price increase. Yes, it's interesting this. So the bigger well-run mines with advanced mining capacities, you say, bigger players, they've been allowed to kind of increase production, but the smaller ones haven't. So this is all part of those supply-side reforms, right? Yes. Getting rid of those smaller mines. So restructuring the industry, but at the same time, trying to keep prices reasonable. Yeah. I suppose one of the things that might have pushed price up this year is, of course, quite strong demand. Mia, what do you think? Well, definitely, because when you look at China's GDP, it's up about almost 7%, at least for the first half of the year. And I think the GDP was higher than many people would have expected. Yeah, right? and electricity output also increased about 6.3% on the year. And when you look at coal-fired power output, it's up 7.1% on the year. Hydropower was weak this year, down 4.2% compared to 2016. But recently, the government announced that it's going to add 200 million tons of additional mining capacity into the market for this year. But so far, that hasn't really made much impact in the prices. So maybe a strong economy and weaker than expected hydro actually means a stronger than expected demand, which might be part of the reason for those high prices. Fair enough. And then what happened at the end of last month, the government went and put a ban or restriction on porting coal through Chinese ports. What do you think that's all about? Yeah, as, uh, what we hear is that at the end of June, the Chinese government, they come on new policy. They mentioned that from 1st of July onwards, there are some of the tier two Chinese ports, especially some of the ports belonging to the power plants. They are not allowed to take any seabound cargoes. 
we saw that most of the pot bean effect was in like South China, especially in Guangdong, Guangxi, and the Fujian province. Apart from that, Chinese custom milk increase check on the coal import, majorly in the South and the Eastern China. It's interesting they do this now because said, you know, from what you seem to be saying is, you know, that slightly restricted supply and maybe stronger than expected demand has pushed prices up. And then they introduce this kind of policy now. You know, why do you think they're doing it? Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of people are really scratching their heads because it's contrary to what they wanted to achieve, which is to lower the prices. But in blocking these imports at certain ports, they only tighten the availability Correct. in China. And are companies able to work around these restrictions, do you think? Or is it, are these really going to have a big effect going forward? Yeah, I think some of the Chinese traders estimate it did affect more than 10 million tons of the import volume. But so far, we didn't see much effect yet. We may want to wait for July's import volume to come out, then we may know like how much coal has been affected. Yeah, well, one of the things that they're, they're doing right now is that um, they would take the cargoes to the major ports and then use transshipment to bring it to the utility ports or the tier two ports. So you bring it in, bring it on international port with the international vessel, transship to a smaller coastal domestic vessel, yeah. and then ship back down, of yeah. course, because it's a domestic vessel. Mm -hmm. oh. So with domestic prices uh, rather high right now, even if you incur additional costs for logistics, it still works out for them. Uh, that's interesting. Well, look, thank you so much, Mir and Michelle. That's been absolutely fascinating. China policy moves always seem to keep the markets on their feet, that's for sure. And this recent one is like no exception. And that's sadly all we have time for this month with Brussels to Beijing. We'll have more in-depth discussion on the thermal and met coal markets in our upcoming webinar in August. So please do sign up for that. Details are on plats.com. And finally, thank you very much for listening to me, Mia and Michelle here in Asia. We look forward to seeing you next time. Mm -hmm.